When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out this week, a well-deserved vacation. Scott Robbins is here. Yes, sir. Van Camp will be back next week. There is a whole lot to get to. Um, Well, of course, more financial news that will be coming out today. And when we're talking about recession, because that's going to be the big topic of conversation tomorrow, the more time goes on, the more you're feeling, call it whatever you want. There are a lot of people in America that are hurting. They're going backwards. So you can make the forecast and say whatever you want to say. It looks like all indications are they're actually going to call it a recession. But as we know from yesterday and the day before, the Democrats are going to try to redefine what a recession is. Okay. Do you have a thought on that? Does it matter to you if they call it a recession or not? Because I get the feeling... If the you White know, House comes out and says, well, we really don't determine this as a recession, it's going to drive you crazy. You know what? It does matter to me. It does matter to yeah. me. Because it is. The definition's been clearly laid out, and the definition will be met. And if you don't call it that, then you're trying to shift. I mean, recession is a strong word. No question. And mm-hmm. usually it means lose elections. Yeah. Yeah, it usually does. So you can call, I mean, again, I guess for me personally, will it matter one way or another? Probably not. It's not going to change anything, but at least we can identify here it is. It's horrible right now. Yeah, there are a lot of things not going well in the right. country right now. That's not to say it can't be turned around. No, but it can't be turned around by this latest clown show. Well, one of the things that the legacy media is still fixated on is January 6th. You look at the polling, and it really doesn't seem a lot of people care. Yeah, it was bad. Is it really, quote, an insurrection? Well, no. What was the real plan? You know, was the guy with the Viking horns going to be the new president? What are you talking about? They weren't armed. It was an all-out coup. People are a little done with that. One of the things that is an issue is crime all across the United States. Huge. We'll get into this interview that Lester Hold on NBC did with Merrick Garland, the attorney general. Where all the crime is poo-pooed down, but everything about January 6th, oh, it was our democracy on the line. But it just so happened, former President Trump was in D.C. yesterday talking about crime. It's a big issue. And I just wanted to play a little clip because there's not a lot of these going around, at least legacy media, to see if you agree with what he's saying. Drugged out lunatics attacked innocent victims at random. Roving mobs of thieves walk into the stores and walk out with whatever merchandise they can carry. They're left alone. Nobody tells them, don't do this. Put it back now. 
So all of a sudden, just with that, some people on the left are crying, racist. No. Targeted toward people of color. Okay, we're just talking about crime. He's just watching the news, like everybody else. It doesn't matter what color the person is that's no. committing the crimes. It's still terrible for society. Something has to be done. Well, if you, go ahead. If you call him a racist, aren't you assuming then it must be people of color who are committing all these crimes? Well, yeah. Well, then isn't that racist? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. All right. And then the homeless issue, of course. Homeless encampments are taking over every public park and every patch of green space in previously beautiful urban centers and the dangerously deranged Romar streets with impunity. We're living in such a different country for one primary reason. There is no longer respect for the law, and there certainly is no order. Defund the police! But he's right. I mean, he's right. You can hate, you can hate him all you want, but he's right. Okay, if someone wants to make the argument, well, the way he phrases everything is just harsh. Deranged? Lunatics? Oh, yeah. Yeah, hurting innocent people every day. That Dude. is true. You may not like the words, but are you going to say it's not happening? Because it is. Our country is now a cesspool of crime. We have blood, death, and suffering on a scale once unthinkable because of the Democrat Party's effort to destroy and dismantle law enforcement. Can you really argue with that if you're being fair? No. No. It's gotten so much worse since the, quote, summer of love of 2020. Look at all the statistics. They don't lie. All throughout America, it has to stop, and it has to stop now. Yeah, of course that's well received. I uh, mean, Bill Burr said it best. It's Shutter Island now. <laughs> right? <laughs> go ahead and expand on that. Well, I mean, it's where all the mad people go, right? Where all the nuts are at in Shutter Island, where it's crazy things happen. Mm -hmm. People are out of their minds, foaming at the mouth and acting like animals. You know, yeah. Yeah. This is going on. Or Thunderdome, take your pick. So you have that going on, and then what do we have from our leaders right now? Well, Kamala Harris is out yesterday, roundtable, talking about disabled people. But you know how she introduced herself. Oh and this gets the eye roll, of course. Good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And, um, and, uh, and there we go. So again... This is a meeting with disability rights leaders yesterday. Yeah. Now, you said yesterday, and I think this might be true, the reason she said blue suit is because of the blind were listening? Yes. that's the, You were asking me the question. Yeah, I'm like, that's the only thing I can think I've of. I've heard that explanation, but no explanation for the whole pronouns and nonsense. Well, you just have to be woke. Yeah. In appearance to everyone. Did you happen to see what Adam Kinzinger said about this, by the way? I did not. I disagree with him 100% of the time, except he nailed this one. Really? He tweeted out, after seeing the Kamala Harris video, right? Yeah. He said, if you ever wonder why the left still can't win elections despite the insanity of Trumpism, save stuff like this for future reference. You can get mad at me, but I'm not wrong. No, he's right about that. I'm like, holy smokes, he's spot on. Yes. Yeah. 
that I'm interested why you even brought that up. Usually, if he says something you no, agree I, with, you'll hide it. Well, no, no, no. I want, <laughs> but I wanted to give him full credit this time because yeah. I, I spend a lot of time bashing him, rightfully so. Well, here was a response that I heard many times yesterday after she said this. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. What is a woman, Kamala? Can you define what a woman is? Ooh, good call. No. No. <laughs> that's, that's actually a great question. We have a Supreme Court justice who can't either. Um, yeah, of course. First ever. Yeah. Also... First ever person who can't identify what a woman is to sit on the Supreme Court. In my estimation, yes. I don't know that, that there are any others. Else ever has, no. Something else with Kamala yesterday, and some would call this word salad because she used the word impact so many times. Oh, no. I haven't heard We're this talking yet. about Roe, you know, and the impact. So looking at her history, does this qualify as word salad? Go. And the act of the United States Supreme Court to take away a constitutional right that had been recognized from the people of America will impact a lot of people and differently in some situations. And we need to be responsive to these issues and also lift up the voices of all people who will be impacted in the way that they will be impacted. Impact. So that's why we are convened today. Yeah. And um, I will add a couple of points in terms of the direct impact that we anticipate there will be from the Dobbs decision. Again, if I could paint the picture, Robin says his eyes closed. Just. It's almost like you're in prayer, but you keep shaking your head no. So I know you're not in prayer. Stunning. Stunning. Again, talking with disability rights leaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to work in the pronouns and talk abortion. <laughs> okay. And then talk... Make a statement that no one can understand. Yes. Okay. That's um, insanity. Also, uh, you know, Biden had COVID. We're still waiting anymore, though, right? Not. I think they're still waiting for the negative test. I thought. Oh, I thought they had it already. Maybe we just okay. got it. That was the alert on your phone. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's it. It was the alert on my phone. Biden tested ne negative. No. Okay. Fantastic. Well, there was a little bit of a problem uh, because apparently the doctor. Biden's doctor said he could get back to his exercise routine. Okay. What? Yes. No, no he didn't. He did? What's he do? Okay. So What's th Joe Biden do for exercise? This, this is my point to bringing this up. All right. First question when someone says, hey, he can resume his exercise routine. That's a good thing, right? Because no one wants to see this guy, you know suffer any longer get back to it right i guess so Corinne jean-pierre was asked the question after she gave that update about uh the workout because you got to know that question's coming right well yeah uh-oh hey, what sort of exercise is he doing i knew that was gonna come i knew and I should have asked. Uh, I mean, look, you know, uh, I think I, I look. I think it says a lot. Uh, uh, and I spoke to Dr. O'Connor uh, earlier today that the president is feeling, you know, well, and uh, and we should be thrilled and wanting him to have that negative test. I'm sure you guys are are waiting for that as well, so you can see him in person. Yeah, he just wants to know what does he do for the workout. 
That, that's it. Uh, that he's doing well enough to, to say that he wants to work out. Um, I think it's been reported in the past that he likes to do weights and uh, he likes to be, you know, do the treadmills. I don't think I'm sharing anything anything confidential here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it, it, they brought a smile to my face when I saw that he wants to work out. I don't know. I think you've seen the reports. He likes some weights. What? Yeah, some treadmill. I'm stunned. Just keep him off the bike for crying out loud. Joe's down there throwing iron around? I don't know. How much are we talking about? Come on, man. I mean, are we, are we going to get protein right after the workout? You don't make your muscles wait for protein, bro. <laughs> you know that. Hey, you've heard Latinx or Latinx before. What do you say for Filipino? You won't believe it. You won't believe it. Coming up. This is Jack Riccardi celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp off this week. Back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Just seeing this right now. New York Times columnist. I saw this at Fox News. Saying that Joe Biden must immediately announce that he is not running for re-election. <laughs> He I mean, must immediately announce. Yes. No, no, no. Wait as long as possible. Okay, you want to hear part of this? Yeah. Okay, this is from Brett Stevens, New York's New York Times columnist. We've talked about <laughs> the knives are out for Joe. This is something, man. He says, uh, the Democratic world today is leaderless. 25 years ago, we had the confident presences of Bill Clinton goes on around the world. Alan Greenspan, Tony Blair. Now we have a failing American president. Uh, not very good German chancellor, a British prime minister about to look out of office. We need a democratic leader, and that's not Biden. No, it's not. said, so this is bad in normal times. It is catastrophic in bad ones. Attacking Biden's credibility on the world stage. Okay, we've all said this for a long time. Okay, so it rings a little hollow now that you're married to this, knowing that you're going down with that ship. He's not the cause. He's part of it, but it's the policies. Well, yeah, they're not even really his policies. He's told what to do. He's told True. what to think. I mean, does anybody believe this guy's running anything? Seriously? No, I don't think so. No, no one, not done no, the right. history books will note it. Right. Yeah, not to know, he's not running anything. Probably not, no. Open his governor and when he'd be pre-K. The pre-K. Yeah, the pre-K, yeah, everything yeah. he tries to sell and read, it, it yeah. doesn't go very well. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. It. I suppose we don't need a, an example every time. I think people get it. No, I think they're now. fun to play, though, just in case you need reinforcements. Okay. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. What do you mean credibility out there? Dude, people were saying this during the campaign. This isn't anything new. More votes than anyone ever in the history of presidential elections. Right. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. <laughs> That's got to be my favorite, because he just gives up. It's finally like I can't do it anymore. Right. Uh, anyway. <sighs> Put it in the ditch. Yeah. 
Um, he also, the uh, writer for the failing New York Times, slammed Biden for butchering American economic credibility, saying the credibility crisis occurs when leaders make confident predictions in the face of abundant contrary evidence that turn out to be catastrophically wrong. <laughs> insisting that inflation was temporary, as Biden did last year, was one such prediction. You know, part of the other problem there, bro, that wrote this, is your paper helps advance that message, along with legacy media. If people were just honest in their jobs, saying, hey, you know, this is I don't know if this is going to work. There are a lot of people that know their stuff saying, you flood the market with that much cash, you're going to have inflation. Nah. You know, we've had all these people say this is Russian disinformation when it comes to Hunter Biden's laptop. You you help further that message, and we know now they knew it wasn't Russian disinformation. Points. That's right. Yeah, he was nothing else there. I will say this this morning. I think one of the morning shows I was watching was actually talking to real people about the impact of the recession. Wow. Yeah, it, it shocked me because they were like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm having a tough time making ends meet. You know, I'm having a hard time buying groceries and paying my rent and fuel. And, you know, it, it was wild that I was even looking at this, but I did. Well, at some point, they have to understand. Exactly. we got to relate to people. They're right. not buying what we're selling anymore. I felt we can't exactly lie the this. same way. I'm like, well, yeah. at some point, you can't. You've got to pay attention to it, right? You have to. Speaking of that, pay attention to the people. Remember when the left tried to use the term Latinx? <laughs> Latinx? Yes, X. Yes, not Latina, Latino, no. Latinx. Latinx. That includes everybody. Right. Non-binary. Right. Okay, so I happen to see this story from the San Diego Comic Con. Apparently taking heat. Why? Well, they were having a panel featuring Filipino voices in pop culture. And they slapped a woke label on it. Philippinks. No. Yes, they did. Oh, my gosh. X. I wonder how they even want you to pronounce that. I think it must be Philippin X. Okay. Holy smokes. So Comic-Con tweeted, the Philippinks voices in pop culture was a fun and educational all-Philippinks panel discussing Philippinks influences behind your favorite media. And people started saying, stop using the made-up words. I don't want it. No. And it's like, you want to know why liberals push this Latinx and Philip Pink's crap? It's the white man's burden. Stop using Philip Pink's. Nuh-uh, no. The backlash was hard. (laughs) (laughs) When someone said, the green X are at it again. That's pretty funny. Yeah. If you call me Philip Pinks, I will personally go to your house and eat you alive. What's <laughs> what else said? Yeah. Uh, FDA has issued a warning on puberty blockers. Something you haven't heard before. Side effect. That and much more coming up. Hey there, it's Lars Larson. Glad to celebrate 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp off this week, back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. One of the most underreported stories of the week, at least in my opinion, is the FBI's false labeling of Hunter Biden's laptop as disinformation. Oh, yeah. Because we've got whistleblowers within the FBI telling senators, hey, there were people shutting down this investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop in October of 2020. Just one person. Yeah, we're, we're done with this. And then all of a sudden, the talking points come out from media. Hey, this is a hallmark of Russian disinformation, all this stuff on Hunter Biden's laptop. And you had other people in the media say, hey, it's the it's Biden's son. It's, it's not like Biden's involved in this. And you had business partners like Tony Bobolinsky out there saying, no, 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 the, the big guy was Joe. Joe was benefiting from this. These deals with Ukraine and China, Russia. Well, Joe went on record during the campaign and said he never talks about business with his kid. He had no idea his kid was involved in anything. Well, that's been proven to be a lie. Well, it's a total lie. But everybody repeated that over and over again. And so you're reading more on this, and it's actually worse than it seems. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you wonder what's going to happen with the Department of Justice. A.G. Merrick Garland. Is he going to do anything about it? Well, I don't know. I mean, you would figure Lester Holt, NBC News, has this sit-down with Merrick Garland. With this breaking, you've got corruption within the department. You're going to ask that question, right? Sure. Nope. No. You got, what, like an 8-minute to 11-minute sit-down? There's not time for that. But you got to have some hard-hitting questions. Because we got to talk about January 6th. Of course. The pressure's on, you know, yeah. for indictments. Mm -hmm. So let's just... Pick it up, that hard-hitting journalist. The indictment of a former president, of a perhaps candidate for president, would arguably tear the country apart. Is that your concern as you make your decision down the road here? Do you have to think well, about things like that? Are you he, kidding me? He just asked and answered the question. He just did it. I mean, I hate that about these guys. Do you think there's any chance that he's going to say... You know, we have an idea what we think justice is here, but because this guy could be running for president, we don't want to tear things apart. So, no, we would let him off the hook in exactly. that situation. Yeah. What do you think he's going to say? That's not a question. Look, we pursue justice really? without fear or favor. Oh, we intend to hold everyone, anyone who is criminally responsible or conservative. for events surrounding January 6th oh. for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power mm -hmm. from one administration to another accountable. That's what we do. <laughs> How about a tough follow-up? You ready? I'm ready. How is your department dealing with the pressure? Every day you wake up, there's a, a, a column in a newspaper talking about what you will do and when you will do it. The only pressure. How, how do you deal with the pressure? It must be so hard to be you, Merrick Garland. Is that a joke? How no. do you deal with that? Hmm. The only pressure that I or my prosecutors or the agents feel is the pressure to do the right thing. Oh, shut up. From the Democratic Party. Just knock it off. Yes. Yeah. That's the only way we can pursue the rule of law. That's the only way we can keep the confidence of the American people in the yeah. rule of law. Oh, that's gone. Which is an essential part of our democratic system. Yeah, and he just goes on from yeah, There's no confidence of the rule of law anymore, pal. Um, you've, you've ruined that. Um, can you imagine? I mean, 
How, I, I hear him now in his current position. I think to myself, this guy was that close to being a Supreme Court justice. Yes. That close. Correct. What a disaster. Oh, yeah. Well, we always heard right down the middle, fair. Oh, yeah. Give the me a sage, break. wise man, Merrick Garland. Give me a break. Oh, maybe we can get to this later. Or I can play a little clip. So this whole thing, I'm thinking, again, are they going to ask about corruption within the FBI? This is a big story. You've got insiders telling Congress people, we got people in the department here that shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story, mm-hmm. and they knew better. We don't have time to ask about that. You know what we got a problem with in this country? What's that? Guns, guns, guns. Well, of course. Yeah. Today, agents showed the AG how a small piece of plastic could transform a semi-automatic rifle into a military-grade assault weapon. I want to ask you about mass shootings. We've seen far too many, and some of them with people with strong right-wing or extremist philosophies. That's propaganda, man. It absolutely is. That's a leading. You talk about leading. Holy smokes. Enemy of the people. That's all I can think Gosh, when I hear that. Dang, man. And the thing is, they don't even really couch it anymore. They just throw it out there. Yes. There's no fear of pushback. None. Do you have the receipts from these different shootings this year? Far right wingers? Really? Yeah. How do you intercept those people before they shoot? <laughs> what? Well, the answer is they haven't. Gosh, dang. I know, man. Wow, it's that's just... that's stunning, right? I mean, that that piece of audio right there. I mean, he, he... Wow. Yeah, to me, that tells you a lot. It really does. It's journalistic integrity. Yeah. You must honor the journalistic integrity. By the way, um, if we did have a fair media that really wanted to inform the public... Golly. I, I mean this sincerely. Yeah. We've talked a lot about puberty blockers. We've talked about a lot of kids. It's like a social contagion, yeah. especially girls that want to identify as boys, mm-hmm. like 12 years old. Yeah. And so the only way to go, according to the left, is gender-affirming care. That's the only loving thing to do, mm-hmm. which, of course, I completely disagree with. But the FDA has warned of brain swelling and vision loss in minors using puberty blockers. This is the FDA. I didn't see that on the old Today Show today. No. Have you seen that anywhere, Legacy Media? Nope. Why? You know why. You know exactly why it's rhetorical when you ask. I know that. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But it's, to me, just another example. Um, so officials said there's a plausible association between using puberty blockers, uh, which display symptoms similar to a brain tumor. Identified six young girls between the ages of five and 12. Oh, buddy. Between 5 and 12. Visual disturbances, headaches, vomiting, other effects, increase in blood pressure, brain swelling. They don't know the long-term effects of this stuff. Five years old. I was blown away by that. Oh, my gosh. That makes me sick to my stomach. Yes. Parents are feeding their kids puberty blockers at five years old? Yes. Oh, man. Well, what was it? Just the other day, we had the audio. Oh, the second graders? uh, Well, there was the second graders. Yeah. But there was also audio of one parent saying they knew their kid was trans at three. 
Okay. Maybe we didn't even have time to get to that the other day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Well, all right. I'll just play it in case you missed it. I can't even remember if we played it. Look, another helpful question. Yeah, we had this. Kids have to go to the pediatrician a certain number of times for the first few years of their life. It's to make sure they get fully vaccinated or growing on time. Uh, Development is as it needs to be, yada, yada, yada. At the three-year checkup, they ask a question to see if the children know the difference. So the pediatrician looked at Bug and she said, are you a boy or a girl? Bug looked her in the eye and said, I'm a girl. The doctor kind of looked at me. I was like, all right. Never heard about it before, but whatever. And that was it. That's just how it rolls from there. And ever since that day, she has told us that she's a girl. Hmm. A little under a year ago, she started correcting us on her pronouns. Oh, gosh. I'm not a him. I'm a her. Don't call me he. Mommy, I'm not he. I'm she. It has been two and a half years now that she has been out. I told her father when I figured she was getting close to telling him herself. Didn't want him to respond poorly. Oh, boy. Every time I hear that, I think of Van Camp talking about his daughter now. Talks about being a dinosaur because that's what kids do. Yeah. Now, if the kid is still doing that at, say, age five, getting ready to go to kindergarten, well, then you might have to say, okay, we got to set you straight here. You're not a dinosaur. Right. Okay. Yeah. Usually it doesn't get to that point. Right. Unless you keep going along with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. If if, if Van Camp is taping a tail onto her when she <laughs> goes into kindergarten, yeah, that's a problem. Or if every time she goes, roar, he runs in the other direction. Right. Jeez. Okay. Speaking of kids, um, saw this in a survey. Three in four college kids feel unprepared to clean up after themselves. At school, what is your reaction to that? Um, I didn't go to college, but I'm one of them, I suppose. You didn't go to college, but you moved out of the house. Yeah, and I really didn't place. clean up after myself very well, no. So you're not judging here? No, I, pa- I don't pass judgment on that one. Okay. Well, there are a lot See, of people, are you serious? You're not prepared to you, clean up after yourself? Well, you go through life, and hopefully with a few breaks here and there, and you're a smart enough person where you earn a nice income, you pay people to come in and do that for you. <laughs> If it's, there's going to be a period of time, see, when you can't afford to do that. Have you ever dusted in your life? In my life? Yes. Uh, like spray on pledge or something? I don't. Right, and then, I honestly and, don't think I have. Holy smokes. I, honestly, I don't think I have. I, I mean, I'm being totally... That's unreal. I'm I mean, admitting if, it. If somebody were to look at our studio yeah. and know the difference in sides... Yeah. They, they could probably guess. Yours much more tidier than mine. Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like I'm a slob. Oh, no. So you but, got nothing on me, baby. You've never dusted. Well, Have you ever run a my vacuum? My place has been dusted, yes. No, you personally, I've in ran your a va- life. Yes, I run the vacuum quite frequently because I have two hairy cats. I understand yeah. that, uh-huh. but you've never dusted in your life. I don't think so. I'm trying to remember when you I had You didn't have chores when you were a kid? I had chores, but I took the trash out, mowed the lawn, that sort of thing. Wow. I didn't do any dusting. You can know a guy for 30 years and not know these sorts of things. It seems like it happens once a week where I learned something else about Robbins. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that was, it explains a lot. It's right out there. I mean, I, I just don't, it's not something I, I did or do. Don't you hate living in a pigsty though? I don't live in a pigsty. No, 
you used to. You didn't dust. Well, when I was living by myself, when I was a single guy, young guy, moving out, yeah. Right, that's what I'm I saying. I mean, yeah. But it, I could grow tomatoes in my tub, which was very nice. <laughs> 92% of college-age kids said, yeah, it helps me feel good when it's clean. I'm just unprepared to clean up after myself. I love when it's clean. I just don't want to do it, right? Oh, my gosh. All right, much more to get to, including are cats really classified alien invasive species? San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp off this week. Well-deserved vacation. Well-deserved. There's Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. Yeah. By the way, there was a story you talked about yesterday I have an update on. Yeah. You know, Hulu, which is backed by Disney. Yes. They had Democrats very mad at them because yeah. they wouldn't let them place these controversial political issue ads on the Hulu platform. Right. Guns, abortion in particular. Yes. yes. And he said, no, we're not doing that. Right. The update is, well, they are doing that because they caved. Are you serious? Yes. Jeez. <laughs> God, these wimps. So as you talked about in the story, Democrats went to social and legacy media, threatening boycotts, complaining about Hulu blocking these ads, again, about these hot-button issues. But Disney confirmed... Uh, yesterday, late to Axios, that they've already reversed course. Gosh dang. Now these political ads are permitted, effective immediately. Yes. Ah, boy. Uh, Here, I thought they were starting to turn the corner a little bit. Do you want to hear the corporate speak from Disney? Absolutely, I do. Figure. After a thorough review of our (laughs) ad policies across its linear networks and streaming platforms over the last few months, Disney is now aligning Hulu's political advertising policies to be consistent with the company's general entertainment and sports cable networks and ESPN+. Hulu will now accept candidate and issue advertisements covering a wide spectrum of policy positions but reserves the right to request edits or alternative creative in alignment with industry standards. You like that? Okay. Jeez. (laughs) You knew it wouldn't take long. No, I bend the knee, just keep bending that knee to the shrieking, hysterical, far left. Yeah. You might want to be shrieking and hysterical after hearing this report. Polish Institute has classified cats as alien invasive species. What? Yes. What's this about? Yes, what is this about? Because you have two cats that you talk about a lot. Oh, I love my cats. I know you do. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I don't have anything against your cats. I think it's nice. I mean, listen, they give you a lot to be honest. You look forward to seeing them. They cuddle up with you. You get out the blankie. You snuggle. Well, see, that, see what you do? Then you just take it to the furthest extreme and attack my masculinity That's because I have two cats. Yes, you no, do. You're, you're comfortable with it, which means I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, I don't have the blank. You, wait a second. Don't you cuddle with the cats? That's what you told me. My cat, my, my oldest cat, yeah, my male cat, likes to jump up in the lap when I get home, and he likes to watch TV with me yeah. in my lap. So and sometimes what? the female cat does too, but she's Not a little very more, often, yeah. She's a little more skittish. She is. That's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as most females are when they're in my lap. <laughs> with good reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the 
Polish Academy of Sciences uh, was talking about the damage that cats cause to birds and other wildlife. That's why they're classifying them as an alien invasive species. They already had 1,786 other species listed with no objections. But, man, the hate came their way when they listed the cat in there. Well, yeah, you can't have the cats in there. Why? Because that's, that's uh, not, not accurate. Well, they say, well you're, the cats are killing 140 million birds in Poland every year. Well, yeah, they kill birds. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do. It's, it's the species. That's how it works. Natural predators. Yeah. Keep things balanced. Well, the Institute is stressing that they're opposed to any cruelty toward animals. And so this oh, classification is a thing, right? <laughs> with European Union guidelines. I mean, cats attack birds. That's a known thing. Dogs attack cats. <laughs> Wolves attack dogs. I mean, th- it goes on and on. But what about equity for the birds? Yeah, bird lives matter. I just, okay. I just figured That's fantastic. That would be something you want to know. All right. You're housing a couple of alien invasive species, according to Poland. Okay. I don't think you have a problem There's with a it. bird in my house. They're going to get it, though. <laughs> this this is, is Nora O'Donnell from show. CBS News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to my hometown of San Antonio and South Texas. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out this week, back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Yes, sir. A lot of talk about the economy. Recession. I know you got to redefine that. Well, there's so many different factors that are going on right now. Usually it's two quarters of downturn, but now it's, it's really different because we've never seen a situation like this before. You know, they've chosen like the animal house defense here, haven't they? All is well! All is well! Oh, that's at the very end. Yeah. That's when everything is just done in haywire. <laughs> okay. No, I tend to think of the defense as, um, well, it's not even really the defense in that movie. What? It's it's more after the car gets wrecked, a flounder. You you bleeped up. You trusted us. That's more the defense. Of course it is. <laughs> See, this is the Wall Street Journal. Don't expect big consumer brands to lower prices soon. Well, no, because with these companies, they're not going to decrease the price anytime soon because of inflation. It's costing them everything more, so they're going to charge it to you. That's the way it always works. You know, the comprehension is really silly because you look at this and go, wow, they doubled their price. Greed? No, man. They're in it to make money. (laughs) They want to make money. In order to make money, if it costs them more money to make it, then they're going to charge it to you so they can make money. This is not hard. This is not hard. It's funny when you do that with God, it is, though. It's like, well, just, just greed, corporate greed. Nah, jeez. In the Wall Street Journal piece, it talks about the makers of Coca-Cola, Dove Shampoo, yeah, Huggies Diapers, yep. Big Macs, all raising prices as their costs increase on everything from wood pulp to wages. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. 
What do I buy with wood pulp? I guess a lot of things, right? I know. I just want to do it in your voice. What do you do with wood pulp? Right. Why? That's pretty good. Corporate greed in the wood pulp industry. <laughs> Need a congressional hearing. Drag those wood pulpers up in front of Congress. Big oil, big meat, big wood pulp. Big meat. Not going to have it. So, yeah, it's we're going to be in the downturn for a while. That's the way it's looking. Um, the majority of Americans do want the Department of Justice to crack down on protesting outside of Supreme Court justices' homes. That's in a new poll. That doesn't surprise me at all. Not at all. No. You wouldn't get that from watching legacy media. No. But that's absolutely true. 58%. Yeah. You, no. Crack down on that. You can't have it. No, we can't have it. I mean, if you watch NBC, CNN, whatever, you would think, oh, well, there are so many Americans say, yes, they're terrible. Go I, get them. I honestly Amy Coney Barrett. don't think you should be able to do it in front of anyone's home. There are a lot of people say the residence. Right. Yeah. That's their solace. Well, they've earned the right to, pe- to live peacefully in their own homes, you idiots. And a lot of people argue so do their neighbors. Absolutely they do. Yeah. They didn't ask for any of this. Yes. No, and I'm supposed to go, well, it's the American way. No, it's not. What, threaten with mob action? Yeah. Threaten to kill? Right. Give me a break. Um, did you know crime is out of control? I, I hadn't heard. Really? Well, you see it all the time. Yeah, everywhere. By the way, I just saw an update. Um, and if you've seen the video or heard about it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. The teen kid in New York that had been arrested, I don't know how many times, just got arrested recently, was back out, and then he's fighting two cops. That video blew up everywhere. Oh, yeah, I saw it last night again. Yeah. Yes. Um, The reports are now that kid wants to sue the police. They roughed him up. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) I'm serious. Can I just tell you something right now? The lawyer that takes that case should be jailed, too. (laughs) If you take that case, get out of my sight. I'm serious. You lose that case, and he will. That you can't watch that video and think otherwise. The cops roughed him up? Yes. That's the report. Golly. That that's what he wants to do. All right. I mean, this kid was hard to take down. And he's he Heck ends up yeah. getting the one cop in a headlock and taking him down. Yes. The other cop's trying to get a hold of him. Right. Okay. Not that long ago, and still at least in my mind, I'm thinking, when are they going to draw a firearm? Yes. And honestly, let's just pretend for the sake of argument, okay, that it's 20 years ago. And in this case, let's change the race of everyone. It's, it's two white cops and a white guy. Okay. And the white guy is pummeling a cop, gets him in a headlock, and they're trying to go back and forth. And all of a sudden, the one cop takes out a gun and shoots him. Yeah. Would that have been way out of your realm of possibility? No, absolutely not. It would have been standard operating procedure, considering the cops' lives were in danger. But as you're watching this, especially if you're watching that video around other people, you're like, Where, when's he going to pull out the piece? Well, you got to be careful. Yeah. And that's one of the problems. Yeah. Because I can't read anybody's mind in that situation, but you wonder if different times police are thinking, oh, well, if I do that, there's a camera on me, and, and maybe I could lose my career or something else. True. I can't do what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. It's... Nuts. You 
just showed me a video today, and I don't even know where it was from. Yeah, I still don't know where it's from. It looks like New York to me, but I'm not 100% sure. It's, an, it's a dining situation. People are indoors dining at this restaurant, right? Yes. And there's a guy outside, an older guy. White two, guy. Yeah. Two guys jump him and start pummeling him. And the two younger guys, yeah. one is African-American, one might be biracial. I, I, it could be. Okay. And he twists, sort of twists out of the way and pulls out his piece. Now, everybody inside that restaurant is watching this. No and one's, videoing. Right. No one's offering to help this guy. Nothing, right? Yes. So he pulls out the piece. To protect himself. And the place freaks out. No! No! <laughs> no they're all yelling. No! Ah! You know, it's incredible. And, and, and again, the, the dudes scamper off. They take off running. Right. And he just walks them back with a gun. He didn't shoot anybody. No. But he flashes the gun. He has it in his hand. There it is. But and it's the an people in the thing. restaurant are more freaked out yep. that that guy pulled a gun mm -hmm. than what he actually did with it. And that was the frightened two people off, younger than, much younger than him, pummeling him. Well, dude, they were bashing his head against the wall. Yes, against the concrete wall. And no one has a problem. They're just videoing. And right. then the freak out when he pulls, pulls the gun. Pulls the gun. They are just crazy. freaked out. Oh! So this leads me to the interview that was done with Lester Holt, NBC, yeah. and Merrick Garland, yeah. the yeah. Attorney General. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so instead of asking him about, hey, you've got inside whistleblowers at the FBI saying it's corrupt. Talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, and we'll get into more of that later, yeah. but that's a huge story. Huge. Whistleblowers inside the FBI. This is corrupt. Yes. We're not going to ask Merrick Garland about that. No. We're going to talk about January 6th. Unbelievable. We're going to talk about ghost guns. And then this is how Lester sets up the final question about crime. I also asked the Attorney General about Americans' concerns over rising crime. They're concerned about their safety and they want to make sure that law enforcement is up to the task. Is rising crime a crisis in this country? Look, I think violent crime is a matter of con considerable concern to the country and to the Justice Department as it should be. Communities have to trust us. They Time out. Okay, so first of all, not... Not a crisis. <laughs> Not a crisis. Forget those crime rates in all these major American cities of 40% murders, gun violence, everything else. And we got to do something about gun violence. You hear that all the time. Sure. But not, not to the crisis level. We don't want to say that. But then... Uh, this is laughable. Communities have to trust us. They have to trust law enforcement. For that reason, we're pumping You've hundreds done... of millions of dollars. Yes. You've done everything under the sun. You and your minions to uh, stir up mistrust with law enforcement yeah. from day one. Yeah. Yep. And the police departments and the communities in a joint effort to battle violent crime together. It's always we got to do this oh, together. What, bring what's bring the, people together. And what's we'll... the citizen supposed to do? Right. Well, we saw what a citizen did. Right. You know? Yes. We saw Pulls it. Out again. <laughs> Freaking out. I got the audio if you want to hear it. Uh, go ahead. I can play it for you. Go ahead. You sure there's no swearing? There's no swearing. All right. So this is what this is now. Yeah, people are just talking in the restaurant amongst themselves. They're filming it. Yeah. And the guy pulls out the gun. Yeah. It might be one of those you have to really see it to get it. It's unreal. Yeah, but that just to give you an idea. That's that's. It's how all it's silent. Yeah, they're just beating up that guy. No big deal. Oh, he has a gun. Now. Ah! 
But to Merrick Garland's point, which isn't any point, we don't trust you. You've done everything in your power to give us mistrust with police. Yeah. Everything you could possibly do. And this whole, I'm so tired of, we need to band together and work together as one to put a stop to this. I'm going to divide you all, but I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say these words that don't mean anything. No, here's what you need to do. Let the police do their job. Yes! Period. And let the law-abiding citizens that are carrying, let them go ahead and continue to carry. All right, one other thing real quick. I want to get to this. And I don't, I got people messaging me, Robin's going to have another heart attack. It's going to be okay, dude. God. We're going to get through this. But I just get uh, tired just, of that stop. over and over stop. again. Stop. You're all right. I don't want to work together. <laughs> it's all right. This is why Trump resonates with people. Because you know what he said yesterday while he was in D.C. talking about crime? Well, I'll give you a little flavor, okay? You execute a drug dealer and you'll save 500 lives because they kill, on average, 500 people. <laughs> You execute a drug dealer. Well, there, he's not wrong. There's more to that that we will get to. But just that statement had people freaking out. I'm going to run on electric bleachers. I'm telling you something. <laughs> I could win. And hashtag Sue the View, meaning the show The View, is getting more popular. We'll explain why. Coming right up. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Aaron Katursky, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. All right, let's do this. Ready? The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is off. There's Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. So former President Trump, and probably running again, was in D.C. yesterday. He was speaking, and, you know, sometimes he'll say things that, while true, can rub people the wrong way. Well, he's still got no filter. What would you think of it? You execute a drug dealer and you'll save 500 lives because they kill, on average, 500 <laughs> People, okay, it's terrible that. to say, but you take a look at every country in this world that doesn't have a problem with drugs. They have a very strong death penalty for the people that sell drugs. If we're going to stop this scourge, whatever. No, but people applaud that. The left doesn't get it. Like, no, we can't keep going the way we're going right now. Speaking at the America First Policy Institute Summit. It goes on. It's time to get brutally tough on the dealers and traffickers and narco-terrorist cartels who are stealing over 200,000 American lives a year. And that's a very low number compared to what the real number is. And when he first ran, 2015, got to stop those drugs, folks. Got to stop those drugs yeah. coming through the southern border. People laughed at him. And now look at it. Yep. I mean, he was absolutely right about that. Yeah, people on the left. To, to executing drug dealers oh, that's for what, dealing sure. weed? Yeah. Right. you got to take it in context. Jeez. Uh, I mentioned uh, Sue the View. That I hope so. Be uh, great. I hope they do. It's trending. Why is that? Well, it's an interesting story. Um, Turning Point USA. That's Charlie Kirk's group. Conservative. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're in Florida. They have a big get-together. 
The View is talking about it, talking about uh, neo-Nazis being there. Okay? Yeah. She, Whoopi said they were inside the building. They were allowed. That's not true. Uh, no, of course it's not true. And so here is a clip from the show because they have to give this legal response during the show. Right. Okay, and then there was an update. Conservative group Turning Point USA has condemned the group of neo-Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis is what I want to know. But you let them in. You let them in and you knew what they were. Right. So you are complicit. We'll be right back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You let them in. And then... Joy Behar. Where's DeSantis? It's nothing to do with anything. No. You'll hear her speak more nonsense coming up in this clip. And so when they come back then from the break, Whoopi tries to explain herself. Clarification about the neo-Nazis at the Turning Point event. They were outside protesters. My point was more metaphorical. You embraced them at your thing, I felt. So I just, they were not in the building. No, but you know what? Okay. You know what? If the so-called Antifa, who are anti-fascist, that's what Antifa uh, stands for, uh, would go there and protest, then Antifa would get a bad reputation. That's why when I uh, hear that Antifa uh, is the, right, but that's not. But let me just make sure that everybody, because you know, misunderstanding what people say is very big. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we want to make sure you. I know they were not in the building, but right. they were. In the mix of people at the thing. <laughs> That's weak. That's really weak. Okay. So, Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk said in a tweet, talking to lawyers, many think we have a strong case. You cannot smear minors as Nazis and get away with it. It impacts them for the rest of their life. It does. Um, they condemned the people there. They had people from Turning Point USA out debating the neo-Nazis. You asked me before, this was before the show started, you're like, who is that? It was the neo-Nazis, that was the audience. Yeah, that was part of it. Guys, it's a I should kill myself? Why? Why? Why should I kill myself? Our security attempted to remove the Nazis, but were unable to intervene because they were standing on the public sidewalk. Turning Point USA students ultimately left the scene, at which point these individuals dispersed. Those Nazis who got their check from the Democratic National Committee. Yeah, and as far as making Plants. sense of Joe Behart talking about Antifa, I, I don't know, man. Everybody's got a crazy aunt. I don't, I don't know. even know what that meant. I, I'm not sure. I think she, it would sounded like she was standing up for Antifa. Antifa, they're just anti-fascist. Continuing that lie. Yeah, they would be condemned for it. I think you just got to be careful with these neo-Nazis. Who are these people? How did they get there? Are, are they Were they planted to be there? A lot of people you think. Know, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't know for sure. To make the whole thing look bad. Yeah, right. So then... You, you can know, go, the well, see, the, the Nazis are out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So. That's usually the way that goes. Yep. No one won Mega Millions. I don't care because I don't play, but I know it's a big deal to you. Now over a billion dollars. Billion dollars. So that means you're going to play. Yeah, I'll play now because I want to ruin my life. Wreck it completely. I think you could do that with 100 grand. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Now, biggest story so far to you, Scott Robbins. Well, I think, I mean, I think it's still inflation and the numbers that are going to come out here very soon about raising the interest rates. And they're going to go up, I'm sure, to try to stem the tide here a little bit. We are, in fact, in a recession. 
You're saying that factually. Well, what, how does the White House define it? It's what everyone wants to know. The common definition is the economy shrinking for consecutive quarters. This will be the second. This has been the definition for the one that counts for at least 10 different times through. No matter how many times they try to change the definition, it doesn't matter. Another big story to me is still corruption within the FBI and that legacy media doesn't seem to care. More on that. Yeah. Straight ahead. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's the whistling Scott Robbins. Yeah, buddy. David Van Camp on vacation. He'll be back next week. Uh, I just saw uh, border agents in Arizona made a huge drug bust. Guessing that could be a story almost any day. Yeah. More and more news about cartels forcing migrants well, for, to smuggle they, drugs. They get There's nine more that get by them. Well, and then a lot of times, uh, and Ted Cruz just pointed this out, a lot of the young males, well, they owe it to the cartels. Yeah. So they're in all these cities dealing drugs, and what happens to the young girls is far worse. Whew, gosh, yeah. It, it's awful to think about, but it's mm-hmm. happening all the time. And it, it's honestly a crisis every single day. And it's, you know, as far as legacy media, not paying attention, the left, it's frustrating to watch. But you see our Attorney General, Merrick Garland, certainly more interested in January 6th than getting to the bottom of it and more information. And that's why he was talking with Lester Hold on NBC last night. And again, Lester did not ask about the accusations from people within the FBI, whistleblowers, saying it's corrupt. Okay. We can tell you who it was that made the Hunter Biden laptop story go away. And of course, it's not just about Hunter Biden. It's about not just Russian hookers and all of that stuff, how crazy that is, but also how his dad is linked to the money coming in through Hunter Biden. Russia, Ukraine, China, talked about it before. And so, Miranda Devine was on Morning Wire. I always screw her name up from the New York Post. She's mm-hmm. done the best reporting on this by far. It's talking about, okay, exactly, you know, what do we know about this right now? Because it was Chuck Grassley. He's the senator that got this information from the FBI whistleblowers. Roland. Well, what we know is that uh, people have started coming forward from the FBI and telling Chuck Grassley about a cover-up of what he calls derogatory information about Hunter Biden, which was happening towards the end of 2020, starting in August and culminating in October 2020 with an even more alleged cover-up by the FBI or by certain elements within the FBI uh, around the time that the New York Post first broke the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. And particularly our first story was about Joe Biden meeting an executive from that Ukrainian company, Burisma, in Washington when he was vice president. Yeah. And again, that was right before the election. And we know now it would have flipped the election. 
there were people that wouldn't have voted for Biden had that information been out there. But as we know, it was deemed, well, that's that's just Russian disinformation. And every talking head repeated that. Yeah. Um, what was it, 51 agents saying, yeah, Russian disinformation. And she goes on about that. Operatives put out that scandalous letter in which they claimed that the laptop was equivalent of Russian disinformation. They used more fancy words. And similarly, uh, Chuck Grasley says his whistleblowers are telling him that this was how the FBI censored and blocked any investigation of that Hunter Biden material internally by referring to it as disinformation. And I think you know that explains a lot of things, including why the FBI did nothing with Hunter Biden's laptop that was handed to them in December 2019. They had it that long, did nothing mm-hmm. with it, even though he's running. Okay. So a lot of times when you have whistleblowers, what is the one criticism? Well, you got to give some names, not just generalities here, right? Oh, it's if you here, put some yeah. names to it, th- then it's going to have more teeth. I've heard you say that many times. Yeah. We have names. Still, legacy media nowhere on it. But here's Miranda. Special agent in charge of the Washington field office, Timothy Feebolt, shut down this line of inquiry into Hunter Biden in October 2020. Just took it upon himself to do that. Uh, And then also there's another name, an analyst mentioned Brian Orton, also from the FBI, who uh, also has some links to the Russia collusion dramas Mm. that occurred in which Donald Trump was falsely accused of having rigged the election with the help of Vladimir Putin in 2016. So your reaction, Robbins? You well, freak out as much as me? Yeah, I just get ticked off all over. No, again. I get angry. I don't really get freaked out as much as I get angry about it. Yeah, that's probably um, true. It's and, not and freak it, out. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, that's why I think the midterms are so important. Again, I mean, the midterms are as sweeping and wide as they say they're going to be right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to have a congressional investigation into this nonsense. Finally, we're going to start to crack some heads because this has got to stop. I mean, this guy, this is as dirty as it gets. I mean, this isn't the P tape. You know, this isn't some hearsay nonsense. This is a massive, massive cover up of something. Yes. That has, you know. And, and really, so was the P tape stuff. Well, that yeah. It was all made up. But it has, this has implications far beyond our scope. I mean, we've got a sitting vice president cutting deals with the government yeah. in the Ukraine. Yes. So they will curry favor for his goofball, drug-addled son to make a mint, trading his name for benefit, financial benefit. Along with his brother. Along with his idiot brother. Yeah, they're all in it together. And Joe certainly knew about it. Well, dude, and it, you, you don't know... What deals are still going on? You owe favors. Well, you have no idea. Look at the response in the Ukraine. And people wonder about I that. I mean, well, sure, you'd have to wonder about that, wouldn't you? Before we move on, just think if it was all reversed and it was Trump and oh, Don Jr. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, something on Tucker Carlson last night, because um, it was a couple of weeks ago, it was crazy to some people, uh, that the trans swimmer, Leah Thomas, William Thomas, Leah, Leah Thomas. Yeah. Yes. Get it right, pal. Uh, yes. Is that dead naming somebody? Is that yes, what that is? you just yeah. did. It's mm. Leah. Okay. Um, 
Anyway, was nominated Woman of the Year for the NCAA. NCAA Woman of the Year nominee. Like, are you serious? No, are, that that was the reaction. People are like, "Are you serious?" Well, yeah, they did because there the, she was the odds-on person to win the thing. But then the Ivy League said no. Yeah, finally somebody stepped in and corrected their error. So last night on Tucker Show, he had Riley Gaines on, mm-hmm. who was the swimmer from Kentucky. She's been on before. Yeah. Yes, and got beat. And it was interesting because they had talked about what was the vibe like. She said it was unlike any other swim meet she had been to before because there was just a tension. I'm paraphrasing, but no one knew what to say. Well, they thought they were going to say the wrong thing. That sort of thing. I mean, they're scared. Yeah. But then, but then it changed. And then that night, we watched Leah Thomas win a national title and blow all the other females completely out of the water. And that next day we came back and the mood had shifted to where people were mad. Um, The girls, you know, there were tears. Um, These poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American. There's extreme discomfort in the locker room. There's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, on that. What do you think when you hear the take from some people on the left? Well, the other girls should just work harder. You're at such a distinct disadvantage. No, the conversation's over. We're not going to talk anymore then. If that's what you believe, then okay. i got nothing to say to you. I'm done. I'm done. You just go ahead and keep believing that. Because you're just not dealing in reality. And by the way, I hope for your sake you never have a daughter, granddaughter, yeah. niece, whatever that is competing against men in women's sports and losing to them. The other part, as she started to say, uncomfortable in the locker room, right? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I didn't know this part. And then, and so, Tucker's saying, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, just play that part. Is he wandering around the women's locker room? <laughs> yeah. When, and that's not something, you know, we were forewarned about, which I don't think is right in any means. Um, changing in a locker room with someone who has different parts. Yeah. Um, so they just set a dude loose in your locker room and didn't tell you. Exactly. And so <laughs> I feel like to have that kind of forced upon us so not only were we you know forced to race against a male we were forced to to change in the locker room with one and so it's just this feeling of like what is happening like honestly like is this really happening like this is crazy okay the last part of what she said is honestly so many people's reaction every day to hearing another story of something that's gone completely nuts Mm mm-hmm in this country and I don't know how many times either before a show during a show after a show that we're hearing something else that you're thinking I never thought I would see this in my lifetime we're pretending this biological male is a woman that's right you stop yourself for a second and you say exactly what she said what is happening like (laughs) honestly like is this really happening like this is crazy yes it is crazy it is you know, another thing, too, is this the attempt to erase womanhood. Yeah, that's the thing. Just erase it. Yeah. Women don't have babies anymore. Birthing people. Men can participate in women's sport as long as they believe they are a woman. Yes. I mean, what are we doing? Honestly, you try. even if you tried to be open-minded about this, you got a dude walking around the women's locker room <laughs> bucking naked with other women i mean this is uncomfortable this is bizarre this is borderline criminal well you yes, can't just is. do it no 
I mean, it's insanity. The only difference is you have to identify. And it's being rewarded. So I mentioned... This knucklehead goes on talk shows, and he, he's just... Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin now, finally, that I'm able to be who I am. And, and then everyone else has to play pretend. Right. How do you end zone dance by crushing a bunch of women in a sport? But he does. Well, sure. It, she does. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm confused now. So I mentioned Trump was speaking at the America First Policy Institute yesterday. He's getting ready to wrap up the speech out of nowhere. But it got applause. And by the way, we should not allow men to play in women's sports. <laughs> yeah. A huge round of applause. Did you understand why? It's nuts. Okay. But it's common sense. Oh, sorry. I can't say that. It's crazy. Don't yep. say nuts. Yeah, don't. Easy, yeah, easy big call. Told, told that. Ah. Okay. Um, wow. Jerry Jones. Derogatory slur. What did he say? Oh, boy. This we'll is Dana Lash congratulating KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out this week. Scott Robbins is here. Um, yeah. I know this isn't the biggest story out there, but, you know, I saw it at Fox News in a number of different places because words can be offensive. And Cowboys owner Jerry Jones has learned that lesson, facing backlash. What did he do this time? Derogatory slur. Did you hear about this? No. He said the M word. M? Yeah. M word. Yeah. You know what that is? I think we can say it. Well, I know we can say it. Oh, are you sure? I think so, because, um, well, I'll explain in a minute. It's midget. Oh, uh, what? Midget. Midget? Yes. Yeah, we can say midget. What do you think I was going to say? I wasn't sure. You said M, man. A lot and then of you got went nervous. through my head. Like, what yeah. went through your head? Can you say it? Uh, anyway. No. Well, no, I can't say it, actually. He has apologized. But he used the term when talking about Larry Lacewell, former director of college and pro scouting for the Cowboys, yeah. died in May at the age of 85. Mm-hmm. And Jerry said he wanted to, quote, get me somebody, a midget, to dress like Lacewell and stand next to him at practice. So the little people of America were very upset. Uh, actually released a statement mm-hmm. that said the term has been widely known to be derogatory for years and should be common knowledge to anyone in the public arena, such as Jerry Jones. Yeah. Do you think that's true, that people should know that? I knew it. Okay. I don't, I don't even know how I knew it, but I knew it. I, I haven't used the word in a long time. Last time I heard it on this show was Hank Johnson saying it. I was thinking Mary, maybe Jerry Jones should get a hold of Hank, Hank Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. to go about the apology and everything else. Because if you I, I recall forget this, Hank Johnson saying it, yeah. Well, Hank Johnson, if I remember, I was trying to talk about unions and the strength of unions. Yeah. And, and so he went to his toolbox. Yeah, and he came up with this gem. It, it was something, yes. What happens when you put in a cage fight... A giant in with a midget. You got midgets against giants. The midget will 
not win the fight. I'm going to tell you that. A wise man, that Hank Johnson. God. Congressman from Georgia. Yes, sir. I put 30 midgets in with the, yeah. uh, with the giant. Yeah. That's where you put uh, yeah. the midgets together. The giants take real good care of the midgets as long as the midgets do what the giants want them to do. Yeah. That's right. Now they're going to crush the midgets. Midgets get a chance to speak with one voice. Yes. And the midgets then have a chance collectively to right. speak eye to eye with the midgets. Yeah, you stack. One on top of the, the other, other see, and then they're eye to eye with the yes, giant. Of course. Hank but didn't know what he was saying. This can't happen without organized midgets. If they're all running around individually doing their <laughs> different things. Now you say things, little people. You got problems. Yeah, okay. I know. Okay. But if you remember, Hank did the right thing. He did a little research on it, see? Yeah, did he? Well, oh, that's yes. Right. That's right. And then he was inviting other people to right. join him, Yeah, if you remember. If you want to find out more about little people or abnormally small people or unusually small people, there's a website. There's a group, actually. There's a group of these people, actually, said Hank. Great American Hank. Walk. His penance, he has to give the website out. Golly. Now they're going to crush the midgets. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, Stephen, that's an all-timer, baby. It really that is, is an all-timer. I did not know this until right now. Did you know the Washingtonian publishes its best and worst of Congress list every year? No, I didn't. Yes, or every other year. And in 2014, Hank Johnson voted the most clueless by congressional staffers. <laughs> so if Jerry gets you know, together the, with Hank, there you go. The story of Hank Johnson can only happen in this country. It can't happen anywhere else. <laughs> only in this country could an adult like that achieve that type of success. Yes, of course. But the, the tyranny of this country. Yes. It's awful, isn't it? You can't get ahead. That guy's a congressman still. Midgets. Unreal. Okay. Again, Jerry Jones has apologized. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Sorry. All okay in cowboy country. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. This is Alex Stone, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Out this week, back next week. Yeah. There's Scott Robbins. See the headline? Fed orders dramatic rate hike as inflation soars. Not a big surprise. Well, that, yeah, we knew that was coming, I think. I don't know. How much was the rate hike? Do we know that yet? I guess it just came up did. on the crawl. Yeah, just, we just, uh, it's a breaking story. Breaking news. Dramatic. Yeah. Yes. Well, so we'll see what this I means. I mean, this is sort of a Hail Mary to try to stop inflation. Well, and then the report will come on recession. And again, I may completely misread this from people I talk to. Yeah. 
You can call it what you want. Too many people going backwards that have been doing the right thing. And there's nothing they can do about it. Because yeah. you may have gotten raised, but for most people, the cost of everything has gone through the roof. And you're doing worse than you were a year ago. That's just what it is. The Federal Reserve uh, raised their interest rate by 75 basic points. Yeah. For the second straight month. Same as before. Yeah. Wow, man. So the key benchmark fund rates range between 2.25% and 2.50, the highest since the pandemic began two years ago. Fourth consecutive rate increase of the year. Mm -hmm. Inflation at a 40-year high right now. Yes. So then if I ask you, if it's just a couple of guys talking, I say, okay, how is that going to affect your life? Uh, Well, I mean... (laughs) I guess if you have a 401k. You're right around retirement age. Yeah, I'm not, but I mean, I'm closer than you are. But, um, you but know, how does it really affect you right and now? And if I was going to buy a home, which I'm not going to, that would affect interest rates there. No, but how is it going to affect you? Personally, yeah. I'm, not in the pro- I'm not in the market to buy anything of great value at this point in time. So not at all, I guess. Other than it hurts, you know. Inflation six. is costing you. Well, yeah, that's, that's costing me. Yeah, but I mean, and this is part of it, but in terms of like big purchases where it's really affected, I mean, the home ownership, the home market is, I mean, we saw that dramatic rise, remember that, during the pandemic? Yes. And that's not going to hold. No. Um, no, I think you're talking about exactly what you said. Big purchases, that sort of thing, it's going to affect you more. Yeah. My whole point, again, could be misdirected for the overwhelming amount of people is I just want the prices to come down. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that makes total sense. You caused this. Yeah. Okay. You caused this. Mm-hmm. Now fix it. And that's the frustration. And that's why so many Democrats are saying Biden has to be gone now. He, he needs to tell people I'm not running again. That would help. Mm-hmm. That was from the failing New York times today. Yeah. Sharks are circling see it everywhere that's part of it and a lot of people don't think he's going to last well another year when you look at the cognitive decline i can't imagine it but but some people are saying you got to do it now to save hope for the midterms for the democrats what look who's in the bullpen man i know i mean come on do you think this is going to be better they're talking about seats they're trying to save seats i know but i mean because that's the whole agenda and also then biden automatically becomes lame duck which I guess means he doesn't give a damn at that point in time what happens, right? He's just told what to do, and he yeah. does it. You know what I thought was really interesting? I don't see Tucker Carlson's show every night, but there are some that you'll watch, at least in my opinion. You're like, holy smokes, was that a great episode of that show? Mm-hmm. It's like one good piece of content after another. So in the open, I'll try to paraphrase where he was going to say you've got all of these liberal policies going on, especially at the border, okay? And you have all these people on the left talking about how great it is. If it's someone here illegally, whether it's the mayor in New York City or the mayor in D.C., we stand with you. We want to give you every service imaginable, okay? Mm -hmm. Until there's too many people that come into their city, and then they're like, we're getting overrun here. That's how you affect change. The, the, this is we, we can't yeah. sustain this. You're like, well, yeah, that's your policy. 
And so Tucker was laying it out to say, you know, how about ship people to Aspen? Yeah, I heard that. I saw that. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Burlington, Vermont. These places are so white. You white liberals, you know, love diversity so much. Step up. Have everyone come there. 300,000. Split them up with all these different, quote, mm-hmm. white cities. I thought that was hilarious. That's, that's how things change. Because the people who shriek and scream and heads on fire the most about things are the people least affected by what they're advocating. And you know who he brought on to make the point? Victor David Hansen from the Hoover Institute. Yep. And every time that dude talks, I'm always paying attention because he just seems like the wise guy. Not a gangster. I mean, wisdom exudes from that dude. No, he's unemotional. Yeah, he just he points out facts. it out. Here's the facts. Yep. And to that point, this is what he had to say. It's the manifestation of this bi-coastal elite that's never subject to the consequences of their own ideology. Exactly. They want vaccination. Anybody that's not vaxxed in the military, out. Anybody in the federal workforce, out. Three million people come in untested, unvaxxed, no problem whatsoever. It's true. Walls are ossified. They're calcified. They don't work. But my estate, i got to have a big wall in Malibu or Atherton or etc. Yep. And then schools. We have to have a diverse school. But my kids are going to be at a private academy and i love diversity but only as an employer that hires cheap labor so <laughs> i'm like it's absolutely no, spot man, on i've been screaming this too i've been right there with him the whole time because this is absolutely true are you trying to tell me that victor david hansen took your gig N- no i'm just saying that great minds think alike perhaps <laughs> that's, that's all no i mean but i i have been i've been advocating this for a long time it, it doesn't it doesn't impact you right so you can scream from the mountaintops about injustice and inclusivity and and all these <laughs> things that you don't live with or buy that right. you advocate for maybe that's the secret tucker has you on i can't see you being that calm and cool though you'd be like i'm tired of it yeah. and then you'd start your rant i would too because be it, it's he's what he's saying is absolutely true yeah. Absolutely Here's a little true. bit more. He took it a step further, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is new. It really is. It's nihilism. And, and it, it really begs the question, why are they doing this? It's almost like it's a psychological projection so that they know they're guilty that they live apartheid, segregated existences, and they don't want to change it, but they think by performance art, virtue signaling in the abstract, I'm for diversity, I'm for open borders, then that squares the circle of their own privilege. Yeah. Can I tell you how much I love the phrase performance art virtue signaling? That's fantastic. It really is. Performance yeah. art virtue signaling. That's what we have. We you have know, a whole bunch of that going on. There's one other part of that, too, that I just want to play real quick. So as I laid it out, what Tucker was talking about, we'll send all these people to these different towns. Then Victor David Hansen has an idea on top of that, which I loved. As we speak, Tucker, our major universities are in recess. There's about four million dorms nationwide right now that are empty. Yes. And we hear all this virtual signaling from Stanford, Yale, Princeton. These are the ideal places. They have open housing. You can bring in illegal immigrants. You can fly them in. They have medical schools. They could offer medical assistance. They have legal uh, law schools. They could offer legal assistance. They have interns. That could help with uh, emerging English programs. This would be the solution to the problem. The universities could step up and say, we want to reify our rhetoric with concrete action. We've got the facilities. Bring them in. I think it would be a wonderful, noble, and moral experience if our college presidents stepped up. There you go. I agree. Your turn. Yes. 
deal with the repercussions of what you're advocating for. Well, and so many of these universities have the money. That's right. But put it up. You care so much about it. Yeah, do it. Wow. Saw this story. Is this the Federalist? Yes. Oh, my gosh. A mom in Chicago forbidden to see her teen daughter. Why? Because she refuses to pretend she's the opposite sex. I remember when we started talking about this happening in Canada, and people were saying, slippery slope, it's going to be happening in the United States. Different people said, that's not going to happen here. And here we go. Story of Jeanette Cooper has missed her daughter's 13th, 14th, and 15th birthdays. She didn't get to be there as her daughter is learning to drive. The story is laid out very nicely. In fact, she has only seen Sophia for eight and a half hours in the last three years because she lost custody of her daughter after refusing to go along with Sophia's belief that she's transgender. Uh, when she was 12, the mom went to pick her up from a custodial visit at her dad's house, but her daughter refused to come home. And that's when the mom learned, well, she felt unsafe around her mom. That's what she was claiming. Again, that's the words. Yep. Yes. That's how it started, and this is where we are now. Man, oh, man. So she did this video interview with the Independent Women's Forum. And the court there did a seven-month investigation. When they temporarily kept her with her dad for a period, the mom said, I was fine with that. I thought that's what they should do. That's the responsibility of the court to investigate if a child is saying they feel unsafe. But Cooper wouldn't lie and say her daughter was not a girl. Said they want me to have a certain understanding that there's such a thing as a child who was born transgender and this is who they are. I don't believe that to be true. I will not lie in court. And I will not state otherwise. I believe too strongly in my oath to tell the truth. My child is a girl and I won't lie to her or anyone else. I think that's good parenting. And for that, she hasn't seen her kid. Incredible. That has to change. It's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely has to change. And again, this sounds like fiction. Yes, I know. It sounds like this can't be true, right? Well, it is. On a lighter note, um, there's a list going around of unspoken rules when it comes to neighbor etiquette. This is a lot of common sense stuff. Yeah. But not for everybody. You know what the first thing on the list is? You talk about lowered expectations. Don't steal your neighbor's packages and mail. You're not supposed to. jeez. Oh, well, I'll try, but man, sometimes they just look so enticing. I just want it for myself. Golly. You got to point that out, huh? Yes, okay. that was number one. All right. I mean, stuff like, hey, if you're going to have people over, you're going to have a party, give your neighbors heads up, hey, just want you to know, and if mm-hmm. there's any problem about noise, that's fine. I get all of that stuff. But number one, don't steal your neighbor's packages and mail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number two, don't burn his house down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gosh. Uh, Florida rapper was gunned down. Why? This is a crazy story. That and much more coming up right here. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, out this week, back next week. There's Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Okay, talking about the economy, the rate hike. By the way, there's another story out there uh, involving Jerome Powell, um, Fed chair. Remember the report that Senate Republicans said the central bank failed to combat a Chinese government information theft campaign? Mm-hmm. He says, that's not true. Says it's unfair, unsubstantiated, and unverified. Hmm. So what's the deal? Why would they just come out and say, hey, we're compromised by China? You're seeing that all over the place. Yes. A number of different areas. Yes. So, again, man, for a lot of us, you feel like, I don't know who to believe when it comes to this stuff. But there was this letter the other day that we had talked about. Senator Rob Portman, Portman, Republican from Ohio, um, said we are deeply troubled by what we believe to be the report's unfair, unsubstantiated. No, 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 that's not from Portman. That's from Powell. Just getting the story now. Powell is saying we are deeply troubled by it. It's unsubstantiated. Um, But in the report that, at least when we read it, seemed pretty damning, uh, you don't know who to believe. So if given the choice between the Fed chair and these Republicans, and you got to believe one, who's it going to be? You look like a deer in the headlights, well, Robbins. <laughs> it goes without saying, doesn't it? I mean, probably the Republicans. Yes, before I wait those other folks. Yeah. Well, in the report, again, it said their Federal Reserve had been unable to counter China's influence and collection campaign effectively. Um, and that their recruitment programs retain access to confidential information. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at how many Congress people have deals with China, Chinese companies, it, it's staggering. That's part of the problem. Yeah, huge problem. Yes, corruption all over the place. So, well, I mean, well, some even sleep with them. Well, yeah, that's Fang Fang. That would be Fang Fang. Yeah. Sleeping with Eric Swalwell, wall, wall. Democrat from California. Saw this story. Pretty wild. You ever heard of a Florida rapper by the name of Rolly Bands? Oh, yeah. I got all the Rolly Bands. No, you don't. You've no, never heard I of him. I have no idea who he is. Rolly Bands. Okay. Well, there was some fighting with some other people. I don't uh-huh. know. From the rap community. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But he put on his Instagram story the other day, a lot of these N-words know where I live. Hmm. I sleep in peace. If a N-word wants smoke, I'm at my crib in five minutes. So five minutes after his post, rapper was shot once in the parking lot of his apartment complex. Oh, no. Could not be saved. He was rushed Hmm. to the hospital. So... The suspects, who police believe knew and targeted Rolly Bands, fled in a vehicle. Remain at large. Really? Hmm. Yes. Shocked. Sheriff's office said in the report, at this time, the shooting does not appear random. No. As the suspects and victim are possibly known to each other. That's crazy. All these guys. And it seems like every other month. Violent game, man. That, I mean, just gunned down wherever. 
there's always like enemies. It's it's a weird sort of thing. I remember rival bands and things like that. Yeah. But this is on some other crazy level. Yeah, Cinderella didn't drive by and shoot faster pussycat. <laughs> Of, of all the bands out of nowhere. Right. Cinderella from Philly. Yeah. Faster Pussycat from L.A. Like yeah. East Coast, West Coast. Coast. Yeah. Yeah, you had to always watch out for that. You right? never knew. Right. You never knew. What made you think of Faster Pussycat? I don't Pussycat? know. It just came into my head. I don't know why. I, I have no idea why. It's going to take me a while to get over that one. <laughs> Holy smokes, I'm speechless, really. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Outside of that, what is your top story of the day? Well, I think the, the hike in uh, interest rates from the Fed is, is a pretty big story that's going to have reverberations attached to it. It's a way to try to calm down the inflation. Uh, Will know, it work? No, in your expertise? probably not. Mm -hmm. um, we know what happened. It's going to take a while for that to get sorted out. Um you know, Joe Biden's going to tell us we're not in a recession, of course. If everyone else says recession tomorrow, you pretty much have to concede it, right? No, you don't have to concede anything. They're going to stand by, I guess, their their attitudes that, well, this... But we have growth and there's employment. to be redefined. And more more we need, jobs have been added since the last uh, 73 years. Congress needs affordable prescription drug prices. Right, exactly. Scott Robbins, trifecta, next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, a well-deserved vacation. He'll be back next week. Mm -hmm. There's the sexy boomer, Scott Robinson. Yes, you have news update? Some breaking news here. Um, you guys remember we were talking about this, what, yesterday, I guess, about the teenager who attacked two cops in your, your NYPD in the subway. Remember that guy? Yeah, we talked about him earlier today, right. too. Yeah, Co Cops are trying to subdue him, and finally yes. one of the cops takes him down, and his girlfriend also got involved. Yeah. She was whacking away at him, too. Uh, the teenager was released from uh, confinement without bail. <laughs> Gosh. Where are we, Not man? named because of his age. Released without bail. But a little twister to the story. It turns out that being freed without bail is a pretty common experience for this guy. He had only just been released again without bail after committing an assault and robbery of a pedestrian days earlier. Yes. Days earlier, convicted of the same thing, released without bail again. Attacks two cops in the subway, released without bail for the second time. I mean, even the New York City mayor... Eric Adams says this has to stop. How can this but possibly continue to happen? That's the state. Wow. wow. They could have requested bail. The DA could have. You know, It involved assault, and he could have requested bail, but he chose not to. You know, Heather McDonald, she's written a lot of books, The War on Cops, Manhattan Institute. Mm -hmm. She's on Tucker's show last night. They show the video of this teen because... 
she just gives you statistics. And she doesn't care who it offends. Because they're statistics. And this is what she said about that. Well, I don't want to remove one iota of, of personal responsibility from the thug in the New York subway, Tucker, but his behavior is the foreseeable consequence of the last two decades of anti-cop rhetoric from the right. Democratic establishment. Just as May, Biden released an executive order uh, alleging that the criminal justice system was racist and that the police disproportionately kill, quote, black and brown people. That's a complete falsehood once you take crime rates into account. In fact, a police officer is 400 times as likely to be killed by a black as an unarmed black is to be fatally shot by a police officer do you think anybody knows that's that no no one does no i think people that are informed understand it because they've read about it but most of the people in america but you have to read specific yes you would narrow casted type publications right and that's the problem with legacy media they put out a falsehood they leave the viewer <laughs> with a distorted view of reality. It's really not reality. So I'm glad she gave the stats. Nevertheless, uh, minorities are being given a license to hate and in a sense of entitlement to break the law. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance, the previous district attorney, announced that he was not going to prosecute turnstile jumping because doing so has a disparate impact on minorities. Our current district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, has said he's not going to prosecute resisting arrest because doing so has a disparate impact on minorities. And the reason that this thug Unreal. was on the streets at all after arrest recently for illegal gun possession and robbery was that incarcerating criminals for violent crime has a disparate impact on minorities. Uh, not because, though, the system is racist, but because there's highly elevated rates of violent crime among minorities. The system has decided it would rather protect violent criminals from the consequences of their actions than to protect law-abiding citizens. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. I mean, I'm reading this story. I can't even believe it. I mean, these were two cops. He, this, this kid assaulted two cops. And you go in, you're locked up overnight, and they just let you out the next day? Yeah. Well, and what she was talking about there when she said some people felt entitled yep. to just break the law. That's right. Did you see the story? Two teenagers charged with hate crimes? Making, quote, anti-white statements, assaulting this white woman? No. Oh, my gosh, dude. Um, the girls were 15 and 16, along with another girl, started arguing with a woman named Jill LaCroix. This was on a bus in Queens. And they bashed her in the head. And the victim told police she heard the attacker say, I hate white people the way they talk. And then hit her in the head with a blunt object and ran. God. Treated at a local hospital and received three staples in her head. Hmm. So the girls were arrested yesterday after a crime watcher's tip. Third girl is being sought. By the way, Jill LaCroix, Queens, a grandmother with three biracial children, told the New York Post that one of the teenage girls accused her of supporting Trump before hitting her in the head. She said, you probably like Trump, don't you? I said, I love him. I didn't see which one hit me first. She went on to say, the one with the green hair, she was saying she hates white people. The way they talk, hates white skin, the way their skin cracks. Saying she was gangsta. Okay. She said, you're going to get what you deserve. All white people are going to get what they deserve. Man, oh man.
And then it gives stats in the story. Over the last year, that city, 15% increase in rape, robberies, and felony assaults up 40 and 20%. New York also has a 76% increase in hate crimes over the past year. <laughs> wow, man. That is a huge issue. I mean, yeah. I'm stating the obvious right there. All right. Re-electing AOC to represent you. <laughs> Things are working out well. You know, I mean. I know, dude. All right. You ready for your big yeah, three? Let's, let's do this. Right. Okay. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three stories today, every day at this time, always helped by his top 40 hero and hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Okay. I'm ready. It's good to have you Okay, what number? Three. Yeah. Thank you. All right, well, it's official. Uh, fired CNN anchor Chris Cuomo is returning to primetime television. Uh, Next Star Media Group made the announcement last night. Uh, he, of course, was fired from CNN December of 2021. You remember that? He helped his brother, and then he had some fondling issues that took place. Yeah, there's that. Palming backsides like basketballs. Yeah, he got booted. Uh, News Nation added him. He said, I believe in their work. He said, I he said, I also believe in the work I'm doing with the Chris Cuomo project. The hell is that? Oh, you were out late last week. He's got a podcast. The Chris Cuomo project? <laughs> it's like a three piece band. I think the project is the podcast, I believe. Well, anyway, uh News Nation apparently uh in another statement said We've been really successful. Too much too soon. We need someone to help us anchor that and slow the growth. And <laughs> we've hired Chris Cuomo. God. All right. Thanks for that. Yeah, I played it for uh, Van Camp because, you know, certainly not a fan of Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo Project. The podcast promo. Oh, are you serious? Are you serious? I'm, yes, I'm serious. I, my goal is to help all of us get to a better place. Oh, I know there are solutions. I know there are better ways that we can speak to each other, dialogue, which means listening. There are changes we can make as a group and, yes, as individuals. Yeah, see? He wants, he wants some change. The, the more loving. I'll, I'll, ruin you. I'll throw you down these stairs like a punk. Well, that's when he was mad at that one guy for calling him Fredo. Outside of that, he wants more unity, I think. Okay, a free agent to me is someone who's not tied to any party, team, or tribe. That's him, Scott. You're not burdened by affiliation or See? agenda or dogma. You have an open mind. Right. An open heart. Yes. And you're willing to listen, mm -hmm. to learn why others agree and disagree, that you are open at least to the possibility that someone who thinks differently than you may know something that you don't. This guy. Unbelievable. He is. He's, he really... It's a parody of himself. <laughs> I mean, when you start to parody your own self, that's really something. But he got a gig, man. And he still got that lawsuit. I mean, it was like $125 million. Yeah, still pending against CNN. Wow, dude. That's a lot of cash. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins trifecta top three stories, according to Scott Robbins. Uh -huh. Two. Uh, concert tickets for musicians such as Adele and Springsteen reaching record high prices. Adele revealed she had rescheduled her shows in Las Vegas. She had oh, yeah. to cancel the residency there. Mm -hmm. The tickets are being sold for between six hundred and more than forty grand right now on StubHub. 
Forty thousand for one ticket. Yep. On Monday evening, two, two tickets, tickets okay. for the Easy on Me singer were priced at forty one thousand two hundred eighty dollars. Other tickets were selling for more than twenty grand each. Bruce Springsteen getting comparatively the same amount of money for the tickets. Well, in the Springsteen story, there was some backlash toward Ticketmaster because of their new pricing Dynamic policy. pricing program. Yes. yes. This is different with Adele because that's StubHub. Right. And Ticketmaster is really trying to compete with StubHub so they don't get all the money. They want to keep the money for themselves. Bruce Springsteen concert tickets skyrocketing to $4,000 due to the dynamic pricing program. Yes. Others continue to blame Ticketmaster for the garbage policies. But they're saying, hey, wait, you know, it's just whatever the market will demand. Not us. We didn't punch that doggy. <laughs> so Springsteen, by the way, for his part, um, he should intervene, I think. Cause isn't he the working man's guy? Oh, that's... Isn't he like the uh, the downtrodden? Isn't he the voice of, of, of the America we don't see? Yes. By the way, is he still here? I thought he was going to Canada when Trump was elected. I don't remember that. There's a lot of those people. I can't remember that. I don't know, man. You hung in there with Springsteen a lot longer than I could. I did. You're right. I did. And, you know, and quite frankly, there's a lot of his music I liked. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I still do. There are some songs I can still hear. And then there's other things <sighs> where, you know, then it gets tied up. It's like seeing an actor that you don't agree with. It's very outspoken on a number of different things. And then you have to try to separate when you see them. In some sort of movie, it's the same thing with the musical artist. But he turned into this guy. I don't, I don't know, the elitist jack wagon. Well, yeah, the latest story I saw in him was he's just hanging out with Big O. Yeah, on on the vineyard. Yeah. Cool. Well, if we have time, remember the Jeep commercial to Super Bowl? The worst. That was that but, was but, it for me. By the way, that thing was so bad, and I don't know what they paid him. It never ran outside of the Super Bowl, as far as I know. I mean, that thing was, like, retired after the Super Bowl. Oh, I bet, yeah. The lower 48. <laughs> that whole thing, so man. Terrible. This divide. Yeah. Our light has always found its way through the darkness. Oh, uh, grand a ticket. $4,000 to see me. On the road. Up ahead. Oh, God. Well, yeah, when you Get that kind of dough for tickets. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Well, thank you. Some Yanni music in the background. <laughs> it's fantastic. All the right. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day. And finally, yes. one. Uh, President Biden tested negative for COVID-19 Wednesday morning. Yeah. He tested negative for COVID on Tuesday. Tuesday night, they tested him, and then again Wednesday morning. Okay. So now the rule is if two quarters of negative GDP growth doesn't indicate a recession, do two negative COVID results really mean that he actually had it to begin with? And there you have it. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. You just set that whole joke up for that, right? That's it. That's all I got for you. It's your top three. You can do it however yeah, you want. I thought it was a pretty good joke, though. <laughs> okay. Hit Robbins up on Facebook. Let him know what you think of that Watch one. Watch Kimmel steal it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. We got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead, right here. Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out this week. Back next week, there's Scott Robbins. Uh huh. Well, here's updated news. Um, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken saying he's ready. For what? An exchange with Russia. Some sort of deal to get back Brittany Griner from the WNBA. Well, and Paul Whalen, right? Both. Yeah, yes. he's, he's the guy who, uh, it, well, he's still in a Russian prison, has been since 2018. 2018, espionage, spying, accused of. Yes. By the Russian government. But the heat's been on from the left. Got to do something about Brittany Griner. Oh, they're, yeah, they're out of their minds. Yeah. So here's Blinken today. In the coming days, I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov for the first time since the war began. I plan to raise an issue that's a top priority for us. The release of Americans Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner, who've been wrongfully detained and must be allowed to come home. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate their release. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly on that proposal. And I'll use the conversation to follow up personally and, I hope, move us toward a resolution. Go ahead. Well, your reaction, Mr. Robbins. You know how I feel about Brittany Griner. I mean, I don't want to see anybody imprisoned in Russia. Right. I mean, I don't want to see an American there. Yeah, I understand. But um, she doesn't exactly have a lot of love for the U.S. Yeah, she was one of the big protesters, yeah, not she, ever wanting she didn't the, national want the national anthem played. She kneeled, yes. she, you know, a whole nine yards. Right. It's amazing to me that somebody is so desperate to come back to the country they hate so much. Tyranny. Apparently that she's rethought her position on uh, on America. I mean, again, I hope I hope she comes back. I don't want to see her there. I don't want to see this Wheeling guy there either. Right. And he's been there since 2018. He's seen other people been released. And he hasn't been yet. So I don't know what we're going to do. We've got one of their one of their top spies in custody here. There was supposed to be some sort of exchange taking place, perhaps with that. I don't know if that we want a two for one on that or what the deal is. Well, when Anthony Blinken is speaking, I don't know that it actually gives a whole lot of people confidence well, that he's he, going to get the job he's done. He's very firm and decisive. <laughs> he doesn't waver at all. With that, let's get the Nimrods uh, in the news. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Uh, cut to the chase on this one to let you know no one dies. Oh, good. Okay, because we keep death out of Nimrod's in the news. Yes. Um, but, man, there was a wild fight, family of four, going after each other in Texas the other day. Um, police called to the home about 11 o'clock at night. They said the fight started between two adult siblings. Brother came home hammered with a handgun, and he got into a heated argument with his sister. Hmm. Then it got physical, but he lost the gun during the struggle. Mom and Dad jumped in to break things up, but it escalated, and at one point, all of them had a knife. Oh, boy. And all of them had been stacked. Hmm. But everybody's going to survive. Now, the brother, he was arrested on three charges of aggravated assault. Crazy. And then we had a couple in San Francisco got a red zone parking ticket. But the curb was painted while they were parked there. <laughs> the city saying that's always been red. They go to Google Maps from the past few years. No, it was gray. They're the Nimrods in the news. Oh, good.